0: Grr. Uh. Yeah, it's fine. Anybody who's listening to this knows what they're listening to. Nobody's stumbling upon this going, what now, what am I listening to What is this again?
1: What is this awesome, amazing show of very interesting takes? When night falls over the hill country and a cool darkness blankets Austin, Texas, then maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you'll know that it's time for One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular in which two men search for community comedy and comfort in this mad, mad ever-turning world. You know it, you love it. You're a, you're a hunter-gatherer. You're a proud member of One Magical Nation. You're, you. you're Nicholas, or Manish. you're Manish, you Dr. Hall, you're Ellen Ferguson, you're Lindsay Anderberg, you're Jay your you're Holly, 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 Holly or Holly, you are her Sister Grace, you are someone else named Grace, who I don't even know, <laughs> you are. And, uh, and it's time now for episode number one,
0: 183
1: One hundred and eighty three of One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular, brought to you by myself, Schaefer Hall, and by the, the pride of Tarzana, California. He has mandibles like the Predator. He's a Martinique mystiker and a Montserrat Mistaker. He is Matthew Bampy. Still casting after all these
0: years. That's it. That's all the parody I've got. <laughs> I wrote that at the top of the of the podcast sheet, like I don't know, two years ago. Still casting after all these years, and I've never sung it. And then, then I was like, you know, I was like, who sings that song? I didn't even know. I didn't even know who sung that song. I thought maybe it was a Willie Nelson song. I looked it up. It's Paul Simon. It's
2: too-
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. But let me get my. I, I hope you have an opinion about this song because I certainly do.
1: I absolutely love. It. I'm going to tell you right now. Next episode, I'm going to give it the full Schaefer work. Okay, and Change that, all the lyrics. That's that great. That's great. I, but, just because I love that song. And that's, but
0: let me say this, and I
1: love Paul Simon. Uh huh.
0: But I listened to that song today, and um, it's boring. It's a boring. <laughs> no. It's a boring, sad song. Isn't
1: that? Isn't that the song that has it, the? Ooh, I've been loving and loving and loving. I'm exhausted from loving so well. No, oh. no,
0: you're, you're mixing oh, up. that's
1: have a good time. I
0: think the album is called also still crazy after all it it these years. And and it looks like there's a lot of good songs on Angel this album. cool
1: for love songs, but I, in my I,
0: I will say that. I, I would like to read the lyrics of this song okay. as the poem tonight. Okay, <laughs> all right. I, love, I love it. You know because I think I've I read the lyrics after I listened to it and I was like, man, that
1: song sucks. And um, Although now, as a poet, I will tell you, and any poet will tell you, songs are not poems, and poems are not songs. Is that right? But that's okay. <laughs> they share. A, they have a lot of things in common. Okay, it's all right. You know, this is something that has been litigated by creative artists. Well, here's what for I'm saying centuries. is
0: it, it, and here's what I'm saying about this particular song, I like the words. The words are interesting. Hmm. But but it's boring. But the song this the i don't know the jazzy like there's this jazzy bridge and, and i just like yeah it, just, it gets, it's, like a little cringy to me oh, i love good like 80s smooth jazz i bridge. mean i like 80s smooth jazz too and obviously this song was in my head like yeah. I, I i it was something i'm like still casting after like i could hear the chorus but i never knew the words and i never paid close attention to it and then i I just took a listen and I was like, "This song sucks." And then ain't I was no like, f- "How? Why am I? I'm saying this about Paul Simon, one of the greatest songwriters of all time." Are you saying
1: you ain't no fool for casters who podcast in your ears?
0: What song is that? <laughs> well, anyway, I, I, we we had so much fun, like off the cuff, talking about Cheryl Crow last time. Oh yeah, or time before last, and um, yeah. I just wanted to talk about Paul in here for a minute. We'll, I'm going to read the words to the poem. I Bye. mean, I mean the words to the song. I've got my, you know, the Werepossum. possum. He does this thing. Uh Ben Bass, my friend, the Werepossum. possum. You can hear him in uh what's the episode? What's the D&D episode title? Just a few episodes ago, we played D&D. He was the dungeon master. Um he has this hot take that he likes to bust out in groups of people sometimes, which is you know, I don't really like music with words. (laughs) I like instrumental music. He likes to say that to Mm singer-songwriters and kind of get a rise out of them. And I think that's hilarious. That is hilarious. But I love words. That's why I like rap music. That's why I started a podcast. That's why you and I get along. You know, We love words. And so as I read these words, I was like, this is a nice poem, but maybe not a great song. Anyway, whatever. To me,
1: that... That joke of the where is like that's that statement is so ludicrous. It's it, absurd. It is immediately aware of this. like when I t- when I cocktail parties I tell people that armadillos are crustaceans. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, you don't. I do. Come on. I, I've not, have I not talked about that on this cast? No. This is one of my favorite things to do. Is you're like you not not many people realize that armadillos are actually crustaceans, <laughs> and people have to think about it because armadillos are so weird. You're like, wait a second. And you know they're segmented, like a lobster, or they they seem like they, it seems like they should be related, to lobsters and shrimp, just because of the way they look. They're so, Mm. but then you know no they have or like uh, they have hair or or, um roly polies and teats.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Or which some people call pill bugs or tardigrades. You got. Oh, are tardigrades crustaceans? I don't know, tardigrades also kind of look segmented, you know.
2: Tardigrades is something not.
0: else. That's the the tiny, tiny, tiny life. Yeah, I don't know tardigrades. if tard- tardigrades are crustaceans. Okay, I'm sure. Sus- 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 I wasn't naming other crustaceans. <laughs> so what you're saying though Speaking is that what crustacean- you're saying though
1: is that armadillos are not crustaceans. Is that correct? Armadillos are not crustaceans. Okay, yeah. Armadillos. Mammals? Should, it seems so strange. are
0: are they mammals?
1: Uh, are you sure they're not like marsupials or something? Speaking of crustaceans, the robot's here. The, the robot is here. The robot is also a crustacean. Uh, no, uh, we should get. Our guest tonight, we have special guest tonight. Oh, we have a special guest tonight. We're going to he do the a, guest
0: up front. Sometimes we do a little bit of podcast and then we go to the guest. We're, do, we're putting the
1: guest right up front. He's got a hard bedtime, so we got to reach out to him immediately. <laughs> he's also a crustacean. Uh, we are going to talk to, should I introduce
0: him? Introduce him by all uh, means. We are going to talk to Schaefer's nephew, Schaefer. His name is Schaefer Hall, right? Schaefer Hall, yeah, you got What's it. What's his middle name? Schaefer Hillard Hall. We're gonna to talk to Schaefer Hillard Hall on the phone right now, mainly because little Shafee was upset that Big Shafee couldn't come over and hang out over at their house this evening. So we're gonna we're gonna interview him now.
1: Hello, Schaefer Hillard Hall. Matthew is in the process of introducing you on the podcast.
0: I think I've introduced him. Let's put that phone right over here by Are you the, ready to uh, chat with us a bit? Oh, he's ready. Oh, he, oh, he's FaceTiming. Okay. Well, that makes, that takes it to the next level, doesn't it? Here, let's, let's have it where you can see Shafi. Can you see Uncle Shafee there?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I can see you from the side here, so I'll
1: just talk to, you. hi, how are you doing? Good. Welcome to one, one magical hour. You know, <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. One magical hour. You're on the
0: podcast right now. We're recording right now. Everything you say is is in perpetuity now. So be so choose your words carefully, young man, okay?
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh something, Shafie, something that we like to talk about a lot on the show here is music. And uh, I know you okay. you've been enjoying some music lately. What's your favorite thing to listen to lately?
2: Laser shooting dinosaurs.
1: Laser shooting dinosaurs. Awesome. Now is that a band?
2: It's a song.
1: A song. By what by what band?
2: I don't remember what it's called, but okay. it's weird. It's <laughs> a weird name. I'm gonna, like something six.
1: I'm gonna look it up. Matthew's looking it up for you. What else do you like to listen to? Um
2: Um, um, I also like to listen to, um, (laughs) rock and roll.
1: Rock and roll, yeah. Any particular bands?
2: I don't know.
1: What have you told? Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister? All right. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Would you say that you're not going to take it? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Excellent, Excellent.
0: Schaefer. Can you tell the listeners? Or look, I'm going to go with he's Shafy. You're Schaefer right now, okay? Shafy, can you um, tell the listeners how old you are? I'm six. Six years old, okay. And you're you're into Twisted Sister and I, I've uh, Laser Shooting Dinosaurs by Angus McSix. I've never heard of. Yeah. I've never heard of him before. You're totally turning me on to new music. This is great. This is why I started a podcast so I could learn stuff. Okay, sorry. Back to you guys.
1: Uh, so, and then, uh, have you been, uh, what else have you asked Siri to play for you recently?
2: Um, um, Axel F by Crazy Frog.
1: Nice. I didn't know that Crazy Frog did a cover of Axel F. Now I, I know this track and
0: Axel F is the, like one of the f- two or three things I can play on a piano. Really? Yeah. Wait,
2: what?
0: Yeah, I, can, I I can play I can play Axel F on a keyboard. I love that. Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of like that? Something like that?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you should have him show you how to play it the next time y'all are together.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Axel F from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. But I, I don't know who did the original.
0: It's, it's, um, who did the soundtrack, the, the, no, no, it's not Baker Street. It's, um, who did the soundtrack here? I'll just look it up. You guys
1: keep talking. Uh, uh, one that I would recommend to you, if you like Axel F. Shafee, you should check out the song Amadeus by Falco. Okay. Oh yeah, that is a good one. That uh, that's another good piece of '80s electronica.
0: You know, I was wrong. It wasn't who I thought it was. It's Harold Faltermeyer. Oh, good
1: old Harold. Good old Harry Faltermeyer. Shafe, what do you like to do when you listen to music?
2: Me and my friends at school, we tr- we like to dance to the music.
1: Oh, sweet.
2: Like when Crazy Frog says, quick down. We do, we, um, I do the coffee grinder.
1: Oh. We
2: jump <laughs> down into the coffee grinder. How do you do the
1: coffee grinder? It's
2: hard it, to explain. Is, is the co- to
1: explain. Let me is- ask you. You
2: stand on your tippy toe, crouching down, and then you jump with your... F- your other leg is spinning around, and you jump with the foot on the tippy toe, and that's how you do it.
0: Oh. Sweet. Is is that a Fortnite dance? I don't know. Okay, I don't know either.
2: Do you play Fortnite?
0: Um, no. But Griffin's been playing Fortnite, and oh. I, and I know the main thing that I know about Fortnite is that. One of the emotes that you can do are these dances, and then they've made their way into popular culture, like the um, floss, the floss and the hype, and the, um, did they do the sturdy in Fortnite? I don't know. I, I think the sturdy is more of like a real world kind of dance. But. The RoboCop dance till you drop. <clears throat> Shafee, do you know how to do the cabbage patch? No. Okay, I'll show you next time we're hanging out.
2: Does does Griffin know how to hacky sack?
0: Um, we've done a little hacky sacking. Yes, I'm trying to turn my children into hippies. <laughs>
2: um, there's a world champion of hacky sacking. He can juggle with um, by, with hacky sacks. So he throws it up and then he catches it with his foot and then throws it up with his foot.
1: That is it's so weird. Cool. Griffith. And then
2: one of the per- people juggle, and then the other person kicks it, um, and then kicks it back in when it, one of them falls. He kicks it back into the juggle.
1: Sweet. All right, Shafee, uh, what are you guys having for dinner tonight? Tacos. Sweet. Uh, well, we're going to let you go ahead and get back to that. We, uh, have a few other segments we got to push on to you so we can finish up here. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Let
0: me me ask him something. uh, Chafee, um, are are you a fan of this podcast? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're aware of this podcast, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you think it's a weird thing that your uncle does a podcast? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Good. Well it is kind of weird, isn't it's, it? Podcasts are normal, right? Everybody everybody is podcasts these days. Even even grandpa listens to podcasts. I know.
0: Sh- Shafie, how are your grades? You doing okay? You doing your school yeah. are you doing your school work?
2: Oh, I don't have grades.
0: Oh you don't have grades? Okay. I'm a Montessori. I'm oh I'm you're sorry, a Montessori baby. school. Did you get a green in math this last? Quatrain? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know how the Montessori system works. You huh? you, you break dance? Is that right? We do, you we break do age
2: groups.
0: So what? What's your favorite thing to do at school?
2: Nailing.
1: Nailing. Cool. Yeah. Like carpentry?
2: Yeah, we nail we nail nails into the stu- into stumps.
1: Oh, cool. So it's kind of like art.
2: Yeah,
0: I love it. Wait, wait—is that art or is that PE? It's a little of
1: both, I think. <laughs> but I, yeah, it's
2: a little of both. Yeah.
1: Okay, but I could see that being like seer seer surrealist art. Like, like you remember the the suit covered in nails in the Manil collection? Yes. That's what I think of when I think of. Nails being nailed into things for non-carpentry reasons. Okay, sure.
0: Well, aren't there also games where you, like, nail something into something faster than somebody else? Do you do that? Do you see who can get the nail into the log fastest? No. No, okay.
2: (laughs) It's only one person at a time. One
1: person at a time, sure. That makes sense.
2: No, you don't to a nail. That
1: is, that is good policy, Shafe. So when they're um,
2: just putting their finger there, you put the nail on their finger and then you smack it. <laughs> That's uh, why you shouldn't.
0: Did you know that your voice has been on this podcast before? Really? Didn't we have a drop that was him and Dottie singing?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Do you remember the song? No. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered, no. whatever. Became. I do
2: not remember that.
1: I'm no. living on imaginary radio, living on that W O N H. You don't remember that?
0: No. Kids, it's amazing <laughs> with kids. Like a year goes by, and like they've forgotten what happened last year. We'll dig it out and we'll play it for you again. Alright. Okay. Sound good? Yep. Enjoy your tacos for dinner.
1: Alright, buddy. Give everybody there our love. Bye. Th- hey, wait, wait, thanks for being on our podcast. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. Okay, we'll we'll talk to you as you grow up. Okay. Okay.
0: Talk talk to you like when you're seven. Take care, buddy. I love you.
2: Bye,
0: Bye Shafie. See ya. Bye. He seems really—he's he's glum to go. Like, <laughs> m- like most of our guests, he is—he's reluctant to leave the podcast. Yeah. Wow. I, I, was that good radio?
1: I mean, I could have chatted with him all night. <laughs> he's
0: got—he's definitely got some stuff going on, you know.
1: Oh yeah. That uh, that, I, wish I,
0: I wish I'd gone to Montessori school. Why'd I go to some old prison pipeline school, man?
1: It's, it's funny—sucks the way they take things and run with them. Uh, Just like on this podcast, a few weeks ago, Kathleen and and Shafee and I were hanging out in the kitchen, and he was talking about how he likes to break dance. And I was like, "Oh, what, you know, what do you like to break dance to?" And he was like, "Oh, you know, I don't know." And Kathleen was kind of like, "We could use some uh, some recommendations for some good break dancing." So I was like, "Definitely." And the first thing I thought of was Axel F. So I was like, "Hey Siri, play Axel F." let just started going. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, so I wasn't you. Able to find that. <laughs> <laughs> Search on Apple Music. She's or- not. Look, she's <laughs> not on this episode. I'm interviewing Siri over here. Shut up. But then, of course, he has got access to the whole internet. So then he takes it. and He finds like the Crazy Frogs version. Yeah, or, a, you know, the, <laughs> like, I, I I'm mean.
0: pretty sure if you when you Google Axel F, that Crazy Frog version comes up first. Is so, that right? Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't heard, folks, go find the Crazy Frog Axel F versions pretty wild um okay on with the podcast by the way i met a bartender at the sahara on friday named grace oh wow yeah um i just she got about the podcast I got, just got chatty and i knew i don't know she was listening to our conversation as Manish and i were standing there like trying to order a drink and and then we just all started talking and then I asked her her name and then I I said, can I ask you a rude question? And I said, how old are you? I couldn't tell. She had a shaved head and she had a pierced lip and she, I don't know. She just seemed like old soul cool. I knew she was younger than me, but I I couldn't tell. And she was like, oh, I'm 22. It's like, oh, wow. And then I did this stupid old man thing where I go, how old do you think I am? (laughs) (laughs) And she said 36 and I gave her a very big tip, <laughs> tipped her well, and she was very cool. And then we talked a little bit, and then I, she was talking about her dad and in relation to some things that we were talking about.
1: She was like, oh, you kind of remind me of my dad, Manish
0: was laughing. <laughs>
1: you know. uh, Certainly old enough to be her dad. On Instagram or something, I saw somebody commenting that when you're in your mid-40s, Everyone you meet could either be 20 years younger than you or 30 years older. you know, it's like really, anywhere it's in that hard range. to tell. Like. <laughs> it's really hard to tell. Because we're just right in the middle, you know? Just
0: right in the middle. So, Shafi, I do want to tell you about something that happened to me last week that's happened since we since we podcasted last.
1: By all means.
0: Something happened to me for the very first time. first time this the what can we call this segment first time
1: first time there's a first okay. time for everything
0: there is a first time for everything and for the first time in my whole life how old am I I'm 47 American years old and I am have I ever told you that I'm a Cowboys fan yes <sighs> But let me tell you just a little history because that's what we do on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Just let's just let's just unpack this a little bit. Okay. My dad rooted for the Cowboys, of course. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Lubbock, Texas, mm-hmm. and I was a little bit contrary in the '80s. You know, like for instance, that Super Bowl Shuffle, the Bears. You know, I decided I was going to be a Bears fan at one point, or I was just going to root against against my dad. You know what I mean? And. I, but then, as I got older, I realized, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, and we had all those great times in the '90s with, with Troy and Emmett and Michael Irvin, and we won all those Super Bowls, and the and the Bills went to the Super Bowl like four times in a row and lost, and hey, it was good times. And then I went to college, and I kind of forgot. Uh, I didn't care about the NFL as an artist, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. But maybe I don't know. Maybe I was a Cowboys fan or whatever. And I finished at UT. And I went out to California. And, you know, when I moved out to California after college, I was done with Texas. Like, I was never coming home. I was a Californian now. Mm-hmm. And I was done with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. During <laughs> during my stint out there. Were you a 49ers fan? I, I rooted for the John Gruden coached Raiders. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. yeah okay. Sense. Yeah. And um, I love the whole storyline of the John Gruden coached Raiders and how the Al Davis and family, like canned him you know and then he went to the buccaneers Buccaneers. the other team in the nfl with a pirate mascot yeah and beat the raiders in the super bowl the following year i mean that was mind-blowing anyway i come back to austin 2003 some time goes by and i get on this soccer team okay we were the smoothie operators It was an over thirty soccer team, Mm -hmm. so I I was just turned thirty, and um, I met this guy Matt Shook, you know, and he he owned this place, the Daily Juice, down on Barton Springs, just like a juice bar, and that Mm -hmm. was cool. And he was he didn't have any soccer experience, and he was our goalie, and he would wear like this kind of foam helmet thing. He's just a madman, and he's been a big inspiration for me. Over all these years that I've known this guy. And he was brought up in Dallas. And this guy was a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. And he really drew me back in. Got you back into it. To the Cowboys. At a time when. I don't even know what happened in the intervening years. From like 99 to 2005 or something with the Cowboys. I don't even know what's going on. But Matt shook, drew me back in. Just in time. Excuse me. A little burp. Little burp on the podcast just in time for yeah, so all man. the pain. The burp is appropriate here because it's like a little, as I say it right now, I'm having a little uh, like stomach problem. All the pain of the Romo years. Oh, yeah. All the pain and excitement of Tony Romo. I, I mean, I remember when we first got Tony Romo and like, yeah, I was, was like, this is it. And, and you people were buying Romo jerseys and you know, there was they got so close so many times with him. And I love Tony Romo but he, they never won the Super Bowl and but he made he would extend the plays he made everything so exciting. So there's a lot of I so anyway I've had a lot of fun watching the Dallas Cowboys with Matt Shook over the years and his business the Daily Juice has turned into Juice Land. At one point there were some venture capital guys and he didn't like the way it was going and he separated from them and said you guys take this shop and i take this shop and i'm gonna rebrand and he changed it to juiceland and he put daily juice out of business daily juice continued until like earlier this year oh wow they I- finally called it quits and the whole time daily juices like got sputtering two or three stores juiceland has 30 five locations now and they're in Houston and Dallas and they were in Brooklyn for a minute but you know it's hard to sell cold drinks to cold people <laughs> and um anyway and and Matt Shook has been like such an inspiration for me as a person who is an entrepreneur and like the way he built JuiceLand was just was magical like he he imbued the shops with this Austin cool mm-hmm. you you go and you buy a $12 smoothie which is awesome by the way all their stuff is amazing and you're not just getting a smoothie you're getting a little taste of real authentic Austin weirdness and yeah. every shop had their its own kind of vibe and from the people he hired to work in the shops to the way the shops were decorated and then he would At the Duval shop, he formed this alliance with this guy called the Sound Founder, who has a uh, He's got a show on KUT, yeah. Yeah, um, I know Sound Founder. Sound Founder. I I don't know his name. Sorry, right now, Sound Founder. It's a great EDM show. Um, Shook made him him a a record shop right there in the Duval shop. Sound Founder had Exploded Records. Uh, Exploded Records has now moved over to the Guadalupe shop, but and then I've I've worked for JuiceLand in different capacities over the years. I've made labels for different bottled products oh, yeah. and there was actually a moment where I was going to go work for JuiceLand. But it was I don't know. I just I don't know. I kind of made the decision Matt I wanted to be I want to be friends with Matt, you know, and I didn't want him to be my boss and I also felt like I'm, he, they're having so much fun at Juice Land. I don't know if that's going to be good for me. Um, I'm, I don't know if Matt's hearing all this for the first time. Who, who knows if he can listen. But anyway, let me get back to the present here. That's the history. Last Thursday night, Matt Shook took me as a guest to the Cowboys game. I went to Jerry World for the first time. And, um... We had a really good time. It was the Seahawks versus the Cowboys. And Matt's, um, his kitchen manager is this guy, Jeff, who is from Seattle. And Jeff had his Seattle gear on. And so Matt had two things going as we head to the stadium. First thing, he had printed these T-shirts with a Deadhead logo. The Deadhead logo, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gesturing at the at my chest. On the yeah. front of the shirt is the Deadhead logo, but with the Cowboys star in it. And then it said, playing in the bland. Our our star cornerback right now is Duran Bland. Uh. Um Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL at the first of the season. And and Cowboys Nation is like, who's gonna? Who's gonna make interceptions? You know, yeah. And this kid, Deron Bland, has stepped up and he's amazing, and he's got like an NFL record for like most interceptions in the season or something. And so Matt's like, I've, I've printed twenty-five shirts. We gotta sell ten to break even. And and on the back, it's is Deron Bland's number, and it said, "Steal your pass." They're they cute shirts, but people going to the Cowboys game are not necessarily ready for like an open market on the way up. They they're they're, yeah. they're saving their money to buy twelve-dollar Miller lights inside, right. you know. Sure. So there's there was that going on. And Matt also had this kind of little performance art thing he was doing as we walked up to the stadium. And I know he's done this before. Um, like at a Saints game one time, he had these signs that they said, who dat? And then he would turn the sign around and it said, dat, dak. And then there was another sign that said, he my quarterback. And there was another sign he said, he on the attack. <laughs> <laughs> so he would get Saints fans pumped up and then he would turn on them. So Matt got this Seahawks jersey. It was kind of like a knockoff Seahawks jersey. It wasn't like a real jersey. And he had this duck mask, okay? A rubber duck mask. And so he looked like a bird. When you, and the duck mask was also kind of the same color as the Seahawks jersey. He looked like a bird. And then he had a sign that said, <clears throat> Oops, I thought I saw Micah. Now this is a reference to Micah Parsons, our fearsome pass rusher. Who will destroy your quarterback if your offensive line is not very careful? Okay. And then on the way to the stadium, he had the Uber driver pull over and we got, when he went into a QT and he got some miracle whip and squeeze miracle whip. And so we get out of this, we got like six guys, we get this XL Uber at the stadium and immediately he's he starts the performance. He puts this gear on. And he's got the sign. And people are walking. People are trying to get into the game. And we're like in the street. And he's like pretending that the bird poops behind him with the Miracle Whip. Oops. I thought I saw Micah. So it's like a bird that's scared and then he poops. Okay. <laughs> okay. And. Okay. So you can imagine.
1: Kind of. Yeah.
0: You're, you're, um, I'll show you a video after this. But you, as you can imagine, you're walking up to a Cowboys game. You're not expecting to see performance art, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you're not in the right headspace to receive some anti-Seahawks performance art. It's The message, too, is interesting because it's like he's both pumping up uh, Micah Parsons mm-hmm. and f- it, from the eyes of the viewer, he's dressed in a Seahawks jersey. You, the viewer at first thinks, oh, there's a fellow Seahawks fan. And he's like, oops, I thought I saw Micah. So we're walking and he's just, he's doing it to anybody who's walking by and he's in this mask and I'm kind of handling him, you know,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and then we're on the Paseo next to the stadium. You know, like the sidewalk that walks through those up to the gates. And this security guy comes out and he goes, Oh, oh, oh he can't do that. He's like squirting Miracle Whip on the ground. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, Oh boy. And then I'm thinking, Oh, we're going to get arrested or, you know, and we're also trying to sell these
1: t-shirts. <laughs> it's like, Hey, so playing in the bland, deadhead fan. Doing like doing like several different kinds of things that seem like they should be illegal, you know, illegal, but aren't quite, or, yeah. you know, maybe are, maybe not.
0: Well, yeah. Can you just can you get a costume together and just make a black, a really black market merchandising a really and inside some joke, kind
1: of strange defacement.
0: So we get up to the gate, and I guess in my mind I sort of thought, well, after we go into the stadium, he's going to be done with the performance, right? But he he really wasn't, and he got in with his mask. He he stashed the t shirts. Like we sold one t shirt, we weren't really selling t shirts, and I gave one away to this guy who was like, "That's cool," you know. And um, he stashed the shirts. We get into the stadium. And then he's like still doing it in the, you know, the common areas in the stadium. And even at halftime, I've got... He he had to switch. Obviously, he couldn't be squirting stuff on the ground in the crowded stadium. So he sort of switched to just getting some mayonnaise packets. And he just got it on his pants. And so then he's just a bird who's cleaning up a poop on his pants. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, man, I really... I really enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed watching the different reactions to that in the world. You know I what I imagine. mean? Because there are people that see it and they get the joke, and they are pumped up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was there were these people from Mexico, and they wanted a picture with him, and then I started saying, "Quién es este caca? Quién es este pájaro?" I said, who, whose poop is this? Whose, whose bird is this? I was saying. <laughs> and they thought that was very funny. And um, I don't know. We just had a good old time. He, that, he's a guy who loves life and he helps me. I feel like part of my meaning in life is to help other people have fun. You know, mm-hmm. I'm good at having fun. I'm, I'm quick to laugh. And I and I, as like a bodhisattva of of life, I want to draw people in and show them how to see everything as funny, you know. And uh, Matt really does that for me. And it was a Juice Land sponsored trip, and it was amazing. And I thank Matt so much. We're gonna have him on the podcast soon. Yeah, he, I was he's, gonna say, gonna he said. When can I be on your podcast? And All it's right. it's it's totally just a matter of like putting it together and timing yeah. and stuff. I like mean, that. T-
1: tell us about it. <laughs> but um, we just oh well, yeah, that's good. We got a lot of really uh, interesting guests in the mix. We just got
0: <laughs> the roots of this podcast are celebrating the creative endeavors of our friends, yeah, us and our friends and those who create. And for me, Matt Shook is a is a muse. Like he he inspires me. To be more, he's given me the confidence to start my own company and that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, so, I love you, Shook. Sure. Thank I love, you. Thank you so much. I love that story. I love uh, the idea. Of- <laughs> so, so I, so listen, wait, wait. Well, this, I'm going to wrap this up right now. I had an idea for the next time we go to Jerry World. <laughs> right. Here's what we're going to do. He's going to dress up as Jimmy Johnson, and I'm going to dress up as Tom Landry. And we're gonna get in little squabbles about who's the greatest coach. Oh, that's good. Right there on the Paseo, right in front of everybody. And I think the casting is really good. He can pull off the Jimmy, he has nice yeah, hair. Yeah. We can gray his hair, or he can get him a, a wig. And I, I can do Tom Landry like that. I got the beady eyes and I got the serious kind of angular face and I got the bald head. No I could, if I really wanted to go into it, I could I could kind of shape my hair, you know? Cause Tom was definitely all bald on top and I could like, I could shave it really tight up here and let it grow out a little on the sides. If you needed Jason Garrett,
1: well, I would. <laughs> I'd have to, have to drop a few pounds and shave. But, um, well, you know, like for redheads, the rest of the world thinks that every redhead looks alike. I know this from... I can't believe that you would bring up Jason Garrett in the same in the same
0: <laughs> rarefied air as Tom Lantry and Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> uh,
1: Bringing back all the pain of the Romo years. Matt that call Shook. Back? I would like to talk to Matt Shook about... Uh, there was a, a comedy duo back in the 60s called Quail and Sharp. And they would their whole bit was they would have somebody follow them around with a camera, but they would do stuff like you're describing now um, but out there in the world there's almost this like quill and sharp coil and sharp coil C-O-Y-L-E and sharp.
0: Oh okay. okay, I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna look that up. I've never heard of that before.
1: One of the, one of the, one of their great bits was <laughs> they would they they pretended to be these these... Sort of a, sort of, you know, pseudo cultist, you know, m- uh, ministers promoting something called threeism. Okay. So they would be the two of them, and they would walk up to like a, you know a guy standing at the bus stop or something. They operated in New York City, and they would be like, "Hello, we would like to introduce you to our concept of threeism," and it was just basically. The two of them would just join him and, walk and go home and go to work with him and go home and sleep with him. They would, the one would become three. That's the concept of threeism. You see how that would make people feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> super, super good. Yeah. So like imagining him, you know, and especially just at Jerry World, just visually, you know, AT&T Stadium, like Dallas is a place where there's a lot of people who are going to, be very suspect of that sort oh, of thing. Boy. Oh boy! Listen, you know the fact that it's an NFL stadium. Oh you man, know. not a lot of, <clears throat> you know, that there's a there's a mix of a lot of different kinds of people who go to an NFL stadium. Jerry, world,
0: go, going in there and seeing all the people—that was a real cross section of America. We all get trapped in our little bubbles. Mm-hmm. Whatever they are, your liberal bubble or your working class <laughs> bubble or your your country bubble or whatever. Everybody's there. And it is interesting who the people are that – first thing that will stop and take a look. Most people yeah. want to avert their gaze yeah, quickly. Just you know? <laughs> I, I will say this, that um, white people are the worst. Yeah. You know? The best are – Hispanic people and African American people those folks they are there to have a good time and um, the, the, especially the black people they are awesome men like that, it's usually it's usually that community that's like that's funny you know just, just having a, just having a good time white people are so serious stupid <laughs> it's irritating that's why we're doing this podcast okay love you Matt Matt Shook Um we have just we have some other things to talk about, believe it or not.
1: I'd love to all of our listeners. No matter matter your podcasting podcasting on
0: air. Um we already did that. That That's an old parody. (laughs) I want to bring up something that just came to my attention also today. Um Nicholas is compiling a spreadsheet. Nicholas, our um our cleric, I guess. Our historian, our cartog the cartographer. What what was what was our old cartographer of our dreams or something? We'd have an episode like that. Nicholas is compiling a. It's the OMH index sheet, and it is every episode. And he's going in and making notes about all of the wayward topics from each episode. I guess we could call him Minister of Information. Minister of Information. I like that a lot. That goes back to the Beverage Party of America. <laughs> we had all the ministers for that, you know. Quill <laughs> and Sharp. Beverage Party. I'm, I'm preparing for the next podcast right now. Because I know you Somebody's I know everybody I know everybody's wondering. Hold on, let me let me when pull that mic up. Let me pull up the index real quick. Uh, I'm sorry that I wasn't
1: prepared for this. Can you vamp for just like it's so funny that you mentioned that uh believe it or not, I'm podcasting on air. That was one of those things where I think I forgot that it had already been done and I did it again or something. Because just the other day I was you know Thanksgiving passed, so the Christmas carol started coming on. And I found myself sitting here, I was like, singing, singing, walking in a winter wonderland. And I I was like, man, who is this Parson Brown guy? And then I realized, wait, I know who Parson Brown is. And then I realized, oh, that's because I've already asked this question on One Magical Hour, and I've explored the matter. (laughs) And this conversation is like... Maybe on the next podcast yes. we'll talk about Carson <laughs> Brown. <laughs> and we have, fortunately, my brain remembered that one. Yeah. So, so I've pull, I've don't have up, to do that I've
0: pulled up the OMH index sheet. Should, can I just read one of the? Sure. Yeah. The it, this, the column is topics. Here are the columns: uh, episode, title, intro, location. Oh man, that is. This is sophisticated parody. I hadn't even started the parody yet on episode seven, and the power out. <laughs> and the, there's the poem and the power out. Oh man, he's got he's got. Oh, like a What was our like, first power out? What was our first power? I don't think we had a power out. Oh, the poor are the choices. The poor are the choice. The sweeter the wine. The oh. worse the hangover. It says on episode <laughs> one. <laughs> And I, we did a yowls on episode one. Yeah. Charette. Oh, fly, oh, all right. We did an avocado review. Flight of the Navigator. Okay. Wow. This is this is full of information. I was just looking at the notes on the topics, but I see that he's made all of these other notes. Holy moly, Nicholas! This is amazing. Thank you. So much for doing this. Let me just read you episode seven's topics because I, I feel like episode seven, we were like, you ever see like a newborn giraffe, you know? Yeah. Like we were stumbling around until seven. Seven is like when the giraffe finally stands up. It's still wet. No doubt. You know, but but it is standing up. Here we go. Schaefer's 9 in New York City. Oh, wow. Ten-year taper. 10-Year Taper, wow, these are some Tina Turner, classics. Mad Max franchise, What's stop-motion it? movies with Dottie, afternoon drive in the morning zoo, biphasic sleeping, learning to love the nightlife, and boogieing. Oh, <laughs> reopening, reopening bar in two weeks. Oh, wow. I don't think that that happened. TBTL, <laughs> Luke Burbank's promised visit to the front page. 9 11 2020. Oh, that's right. We recorded that on 9 11. Isopods. Garage Fridge Family Hero. Modern Fridge Width. War on Terror. Beverage Game Strong for Deputy Minister of Wordiness for the Beverage Party of America. Oh, right. I brought that up even back then. Okay. Refrigerator Girding. Overeating Salsa. Dick's Birthday Greeting via Cameo. Parodying Country Music. Shrub Mocktail. Kombucha, Gutter Shrub, Steve Brule Drops, Painted Bald Spots, Quiz, Romance, Novel, or Nail Polish Cover, The Guy Who Named Prozac's PA. We're
1: so heavily influenced by TBTL back then.
0: Is that right? Does that yeah. all sound very TBTL?
1: Yeah. Okay. A lot of that stuff is yeah, just looking <clears throat> straight from them. Oh
0: crap. Why didn't you tell me? That's fine. It's
1: okay. like- We, you know, that's
0: we've broken free.
1: Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, really. Like uh, the our intro is is sort of reminiscent of them, especially like when I'm kind of talking and then I introduce you, Um, and then that's about you know that's about it. I'm kind of doing the song and then the power out. Well, it's amazing that we got from there to here. Yeah it is that is so delightful man episode seven sounds like it was a really good one huh I,
0: I might even take a listen
1: yeah i was thinking the same thing thank you so much nicholas that is amazing
0: that's yeah, amazing keep i guess keep filling it out i, I mean
1: do whatever you want incredible but. <laughs> incredible anyway
0: Shavy, can i ask you a question absolutely do, do dog people know that they're covered in hair all the time?
1: I think they do. Yeah. Do they? Okay. They, okay. They're constantly battling it. They know. Uh, uh, yeah. Are they battling it? They're trying to. Yeah. Oh.
0: Okay. Okay. I just wondered.
1: I'm not a dog person. You're I, not I especially because like I know dog people in New York City, and there's I remember my friend Mandy. She had. She had two full-size <laughs> industrial shop vacs. Oh, yeah. For just constantly cleaning the apartment, cleaning the clothes, cleaning the, And I just one dog. I see. Two shop vacs, you know. I've been going to these middle school... Depending on the dog.
0: <laughs> I've been going to these middle school basketball games, and so... It, the stands are all very interesting. The bleachers, some it's of them, energy. some Close of them are not comfortable, and yeah. it's like there is not enough space between that little seat you're on and that little seat in front of you. And then, so yeah, suddenly somebody's like shoulders are right there, and I see, I don't know, I see people with dog hair on them. But uh, it's fine. I mean, I'm just you know, I'm aller- I'm allergic to dogs. I see that, and oh, I think so you're actually I see that, and I I think
1: our dog Harvey, take me to the hospital. We had a Samoyed back in Lubbock uh-huh. and when the time came for him to shed his winter coat it would look like it had snowed in our backyard. I, I see. It was it was super cool. Yeah, even... And some people some simulat some owners will collect that hair and there's a company that will make you a sweater out of your simulatine hair. Okay
0: that's not just a little <laughs> weird.
1: I think it's awesome because uh, it's, it's real soft real beautiful. Let me tell a story based on you talking about Schaefer's stories being too close to someone. <laughs> and this reminds me of a time in Brooklyn, New York, when I went to the Brooklyn Academy of Music to see a play called Homebody Kabul*, which is a play by Tony Kushner. The long play has two separate intermissions. Uh, It was uh, a great production of it at Brooklyn Academy of Music. Maggie Gyllenhaal was in it among other people. What's it called again? Homebody slash Kabul. Kabul, Afghanistan? Afghanistan, Okay. And fascinating play and super, the, the beginning of the play, the first what you would call scene, Scene one is act one, scene one. A amazing 45 minute monologue by this woman who is, she, she's the character is a kind of Connecticut or a suburban New York city housewife, like in a wealthy family who is like her daughter, her only child has just gone off to school. Husband's like, you know, whatever, having an affair, married to his job or something. And she finds herself very much alone and starts imagining going to Kabul, afghanistan because it's the most different thing from her own life she can imagine anyway she always she gives a history of afghanistan in the process and talking about you know her loneliness and her desire to see it kind of gives a kind of a miniature history of the world it's amazing fascinating you can find it on youtube the the specific one that i saw but Funny story about this. You were talking about bleachers at the basketball game. Mm-hmm. the The nosebleed, as it were, seats at Brooklyn Academy of Music, the cheap seats, were these. They were basically just like a bench, and and they pack them in there, to where. You know, you're sitting in between <laughs> the There's no armrest.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. And
1: you're actually touching, like. You're touching people next to Even, time. you know, at the time, I, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: wasn't a super big dude. And I was still just, I was completely touching the two people next to me. Well, I had gotten off work at Standard & Poor's at Five like, o'clock Because it was a long play. The play started at 6.30. So I had took a quick train underneath the bridge, got to downtown Brooklyn, where the Brooklyn Academy of Music is and I realized that I hadn't eaten all day and I was about to step into a three-and-a-half-hour play. Oh, boy. And I was like, man, I just have to eat something really quick. And there wasn't anything around. Atlantic Center, all <laughs> there was was a McDonald's. And this is like the most highly trapped, maybe the most highly trafficked McDonald's in the world. And I had not had m- eaten McDonald's in about probably 10 years. And I have not had it since. Um, with I can think of maybe one exception, uh, because because it's just it's terrible. Well, I I, eat, Mc- I eat McDonald's once a year, but uh, I get a quarter pounder with cheese once a year. So that's what I got. I dash in there. I get a quarter pounder of cheese and and an order of French fried potatoes, French fries they call them, or, fries. or just fries. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I get my I, – I eat it, you know, I, I eat it f- f- more quickly than perhaps usual, and then I get over to this play, run up, sit down, the play starts, and about 10 minutes into it, I start to, like, feel a discomfort in my stomach. Oh, dear. And then this pain builds up. Oh, boy. And the gas builds up. And then, like, I'm just – holding everything in and then it just makes this like sound of the whale you know oh, as whoa. everything like oh, moves around oh. in my stomach but it's one of those things where like it's audible oh, you know man. and i'm i'm touching you know, there's a, there's a poor like nice middle-aged woman next to me she must she must have been like we're probably worried that i was gonna die because like, i start sweating like I started <laughs> and so, and so, and it's real quiet, right? Cause it's just this mom, this woman talking on the stage oh. and everybody's trying to listen because it's a fascinating thing. And she's just kind of quietly talking in a normal voice. And, you know, there's no yelling on stage. There's nothing, no music, nothing that would cover it up. And it just, I proceeded to sit there over the next 35 minutes where like every, it would just cycle through like, like I would start to get the pain and then by about five minutes it makes that horrible noise and then I, gosh, I feel good. I feel fine for just a few seconds and then it starts again. And then it intervenes. Well, you, you
0: gotta get up and leave, right?
1: right. Well, I, but it was not an option because we're jammed in there. I see. No, like that was... I see. I, I couldn't. I just had to just oh, literally man. sweat it out. I was sweating. I like... <laughs> was, And you know what? That was still one of the most amazing theatrical experiences. I don't think that even that was able to ruin that. I was still like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I'm glad I saw it. Intermission, I ran downstairs and I I went to the bathroom and then I walked out of that place. Didn't go back up for the second or third act.
0: That's the best avocado review of, of, of <laughs> you could ever have, you know, to just say, I saw half the play and I was in terrible intestinal distress the whole time and it was awesome. It was I had a great time. The, one of the best theatrical experiences of my life. Oh, that was tough. That was real. Just so like, then, when you left, then you're just in Brooklyn. Where did you go? You went to? Did you find a bathroom? Did you need? Well, to go no, to the I bathroom? used the, you know, I
1: used the bathroom in the, in the theater. That's the, my. I went straight from went to the bathroom my seat in the theater, the theater bathroom, and then, which was packed. You know, did wait, but did you? But
0: didn't then? Did you yeah, leave? No, <laughs> I uh,
1: I was no, I was in that bathroom for about fifteen minutes, and then uh, I emerged, and. You just went home, yeah. Yeah, I just <laughs> <walked out of laughs> yeah no, there's no way that I was going to go back up there and sit down next to those people. I see why you haven't had McDonald's to this day. They're probably wondering if I'm alive, like because they like, okay. <laughs> they
0: probably really appreciated you taking it elsewhere.
1: <laughs> wow, I wonder if like the two of them had the conversation, like, what do you think happened to like, that? <laughs> like, <what's> wrong? <laughs> it was it was just my middle school basketball
0: game comment that made you think about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, bud.
0: How I want to just. Feeling? I, I'm feeling great. I want to just say a I'm couple. More, good I want to say. So glad to. I want to say a so couple more things here before we're done. Um. I next on the next episode, I want to talk about uh, a Nintendo Switch game called Clubhouse Games. Okay, which is like forty little games in one thing, mm. and it's got it's got bowling and darts and backgammon and all of these little games that you can play. Can you Play it with the remote control. Yes, oh, yes, awesome. you play with the Wii, like a, uh, like a Wii style.
1: That sounds you like know, so much fun. So cool and Golf? Uh, th-
0: there's a little golf game. It's it's I don't know, they're they're not they're not fully fleshed out, but it is giving me some ideas of like what the those little switch controllers can do. It's pretty, pretty impressive. It's pretty, isn't pretty it? awesome. And uh there is this one game that's like you've probably seen this game before. It's a really simple game. It's just like dots on a page and you when it's your turn, you make you connect two dots. And the goal is to is to close the square. And when you close the square, you color it your color. And And maybe this isn't the only game, but the background music in this game is like trap music for bacteria. <laughs> right. it's got it's a really slow beat. Let me see if I can kind of approximate something. What if I slow this way down? Yeah, this is kind of something like that and it, I don't know, me and my kids were playing it, and then Griffin just starts kind of dancing to it. and I said, this sounds like trap music for bacteria, and they thought that was so funny. I don't even, I don't even know why it was funny. Stupid. That Clubhouse games is, trap music uh, for bacteria is going to be the name
1: of this episode. Like sure. I
0: I, I want to just read something that I wrote. Um, just 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 because you know I, I write some things for the podcast. I, that, maybe this is a joke. I don't know, but I wanted to just say about parenting. That parenting pushes you to be a better version of yourself that you wish you had never met. <laughs> you kind of wish you were that low grade and less mature version of your, your old dude self. You were just a dude. I told my daughter that before I met your mom uh, and I, before I was a married guy, I was just a dude who lived. But after parenting, you can, you hardly even remember that guy, you know? Mm -hmm. And then another thing I wrote down to talk to you about on the podcast, and this can be our last topic is how does one hold on to the ethereal truths of existence from day to day when sleep always interrupts it? You know, like you have, you have this like grand experience and you think you're close to like, the meaning of life or you're, you're like having like a vision of nirvana or ecstasy. And then you got to go to sleep and then you got to try to remember that the next day. It's like, it's like that interruption of your consciousness. And I know it's, it's so crucial so that you don't
1: lose your GD mind. I think it is crucial. You know, in fact, I would even argue Matthew that for me, it's the exact opposite. I don't know how, I mean, it's in sleep when I get closest to the ethereal. I see. Closest to fig- figuring everything out. I see. And then my all the work that my subconscious did is interrupted by real. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> boy, that's a good point, my friend. <laughs> Shoot,
0: you got me there by the
1: madness of the real world. But good, <laughs> good point. I like that. Okay, Paul Simon's going to
0: take us out. That,
1: I like. That's all. It's
0: all something to think about.
1: Um I think that we, was a great episode. Just leaving leaving you guys with something to think about. Okay, look. I'm gonna, story I'm gonna about Matt Shook was just intense. Like that kinda like fired me up and ended up kinda coloring the whole episode. I hope that he really enjoys my my recounting
0: of it. Then. Oh I and guarantee We, do, you, we definitely he need to I we listen, he's not on the podcast tonight because he's at the game again. Oh. Uh, he took his daughter and some friends and some more family fun. style trip and I wonder if he's doing any performance art today. Um Yeah, hopefully he's got his kids involved and they're doing something really weird. I'm going to read the lyrics of Still Crazy after all these years like we're at a lungful reading. Okay, here we go. I met my old lover on the street last night. She seemed so glad to see me. I just smiled. And we talked about some old times and we drank ourselves some beers. Still Crazy. After all of these years. Oh, still crazy after all of these years. I'm not the kind of man who tends to socialize. I seem to lean on old familiar ways. And I ain't no fool for love songs that whisper in my ears. Still crazy after all these years. Oh, still crazy after all these years. Four in the morning. Crapped out. Yawning. Longing my life away. I'll never worry. Why should I? It's all gonna fade. Now I sit by my window and I watch the cars. I fear I'll do some damage one fine day, but I would not be convicted by a jury of my peers. Still crazy after all these years. Oh, still crazy after all of these years. Is this about the podcast? <laughs> Are you gonna play a song to, to so. end the uh, yeah. episode?
1: After we uh, after our power out, I'll play the song. Well and then you don't have to worry about adding but, it in. Okay. Um the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine. <laughs> the night we met, you know I needed you so. And if I have a chance, I'd never let you go. So won't you say you love me? I'll make you so proud of me We'll make them turn their head Everywhere So won't you Be my little baby Say you'll be my darling Be my baby now I'll make you happy baby Just wait and see For every kiss you give me I'll give you three Since the day I saw you, I've been waiting for you. You know I will adore you to eternity. So won't you be my little baby? Say you'll be my darling.
2: Be my baby now.